couple things before we get this party started. As you know, Hot Genre Topics, a bi-weekly social media live show, myself and my good buddy Generic C like to do, premiered back on October 2nd on Instagram Live. It was fun. It was kick-ass. We drank a lot of hot sauce, talked about a lot of horror movies. Uh, it is a bi-weekly show. It is back this Sunday. However, we worked out a few kinks. Uh, instead of Instagram Live, because re-airs are kind of a pain in the but because we talked for 90 minutes, uh, we've switched up our platform, I just want to say. Uh, we were always thinking about maybe doing YouTube Live and, uh, you know, seeing what, seeing what came of it. And we've decided to switch over to YouTube Live. Um, and probably as the weeks go on, we might expand going on, you know, Facebook Live and whatnot uh, to just do our routine. Drinking hot sauce, plugging some beers, talking horror movies. For at least the next eight to ten weeks so that's episode two is dropping this sunday it's going to be on youtube live i will be providing links on social media if you follow me now on to today's show this coming saturday if you are in the greater atlanta area roswell georgia to be exact at the area 51 aurora cineplex that's kind of cool it's roswell georgia and it's called area 51 <laughs> <laughs> That's freaking cool. You can check out the Takeover movie premiere, a little independent film about vampires during the zombie apocalypse. And it just so happens I have the director and one of the stars in the film on the show today. So the Takeover movie is taking over the basement here today on the show. So sit back, relax, enjoy this one. And if you can get tickets, be sure to do that. I left a link to it in the show notes of the show. Go check it out if you can. And welcome to the basement. So it's called The Takeover. And it just so happens to be I have some people involved with that film taking over my show today. Gosh, that was kind of a corny intro. But <laughs> hey, here we are. Uh, Trent Harris, Mary Tabor, welcome to Tyler Geis's Basement. Hey, what's up, man? Thanks for having us today. Mm, thanks. All right. Thank you for thank you for coming on. Let's uh Let's tease the takeover a little bit. Uh, I don't know. Trent's the director of the film. Mary, you are in the film as well. And uh, this question is kind of targeted towards Trent because I just, you know, I like to do this to directors when they come on. Um, <laughs> elevator pitch. What's the takeover? Well, think about vampires surviving in a zombie apocalypse. That's, that sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> i mean where they're gonna get their blood supply like i mean everybody's dead so how does that work dude this uh that's the best elevator pitch because like i said i've had a lot of directors come on the show when i say so even if i have seen the movie already and i haven't seen the takeover yet but i've watched the trailer and i'm really impressed by the trailer and i know you're gonna do well um, but I've had directors come on. I'm just like, yeah, what's the elevator pitch for the audience? They're just like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so that is like a good one sentence to kick things off. Uh, vampires during the zombie apocalypse. Um, so this is premiering by the time this airs in a few days, uh, Saturday, the 15th, uh, talk to me about, you guys got any nerves or anything? What's going on? What's going on on your end? I'm going to let that one kick off to Mary. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I'm, having, I'm having friends come from Denmark to come see this. So, yeah, it's pretty. Are you from Denmark? No, my are husband we're... is. Oh, okay. okay. So, yeah, so his friends are going to come. And so I'm excited. I'm also nervous because like they don't know anything about this stuff. So I'm like going to have to give them a little backstory and be like, okay, you know, this is like vampires and zombies and stuff like that. But I'm excited overall. Cool. Cool. Trent, how about you? Well, my nerves are like out of my body. <laughs> it is a 
Well, first, it's a surreal moment that this is actually happening. And then just wanting to see how everybody feels about the movie. It's going to be nervous, but fun at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I've, I've telling the two of them before I got, we started recording here. I've, I've been in that position before where you got a big premiere, you're showing it to people, you know, I'm going to give you the same advice I got. Like everybody's there to support you. Everybody there is going to love it. Even if maybe they secretly go, eh, but still like everybody's going to love it. They're, they're, they're your, I mean, I'm sure like, is it just friends and family or is it public like kind of coming out to see it? Well, I guess we can go ahead and drop that news on uh, here. Uh, it is definitely public, Exclusive. but um, we sold out of 150 seats within 48 hours. And um, I got word actually last week that um, we'll be moving into a 250 seat theater because the theater had to do some renovations in the other theater. So surprise, <laughs> we have more seats. <laughs> that's all because like i was i was just jotting down notes earlier on and i was just like oh dude they sold out like nobody can go see this anymore at least not for like till they get another screening and then and then so that's that's cool that they moved you because that's obviously there's a demand for this thing in the um atlanta area where is the uh premiere gonna be again well tease um, at the end but yeah yeah like i remember so first off this was hilarious trying to get married to say this in the uh, promo shoot but it's at the aurora aurora <laughs> cineplex in roswell georgia um see i could barely say aurora so like it's it's uh it's absolutely crazy but it's um kind of like an area 51 type place where you could they have like a whole mini golf course in the front and like an old school type movie theater where you know you can actually walk down the hall but where you get to your movie and you see like the different posters and everything. Yeah. So I love the feeling of it. Um, concessions is amazing. So it's an amazing place. So it's going to be great. Do you thrive more for the theatrical experience rather than streaming? Yes. Because <laughs> <Sorry>. yeah. <laughs> uh, what about you, Mary? Oh, yeah. Definitely. Like, I mean, it's so exciting to see it like in an actual theater versus like, I don't know, like streaming or just, I don't know, big, I don't know, us sitting on the couch and just watching it on a TV. Like this is like a big thing, which is super exciting. Yeah. It's, it's cool to see your work up on the big screen rather than, well, I mean, like anybody who comes on this show that like, yeah, you can catch it on demand, but I'm playing in 10 cities at these theaters. If you want to go to the theater, (laughs) I'm like, yes go see something on the big screen. I know it's been a complicated thing with movie theaters these past few years, but yeah, anything on the big screen. I'm going to see Return of the Living Dead tonight on the oh, big screen. What a classic. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, I'm going to a midnight screening. Yeah, it's going to Ooh, be. You're taking me there. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, well, look, we'll, we'll talk about the takeover in a little bit, but uh, I'm just getting to know you guys today. And I just kind of want to know your backstories a little bit. Trent, I just was looking at your Facebook, if you didn't mind, but did you just get married? I did just get married like three weeks ago. Whoop, whoop. Congrats. Dude, dude, there's wedding bells all over the show. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. I'm not going to give you the typical married guy talk here on the air. Just enjoy it. Have fun. (laughs) I'm married too, but like enjoy it. Have fun. Mary, I know you're married. Congratulations on your marriage as well. Thank I just you. said Mary a lot there. Oh. I know it's, it's weird. They're like, Mary's getting married. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> um, but let me go into your backstories a little bit. Like, you know, how long, this is a question for both of you directing and acting, you know, how long have you guys been working at your craft? Basically, whoever wants to go first. <laughs> ladies first, ladies. First. Um, okay. So I actually grew up as a, competitive dancer so that was always like my my back backstory my back background there we go (laughs) and um yeah so I was always a competitive dancer but I was like wanted to do acting my mom's like no no, no, you have competition this weekend you have competition this weekend so anyway I moved to Atlanta in 2016 for acting I was already like driving for classes almost every week so I was driving from North Augusta South Carolina so 
I had classes two days a week, driving two hours there and back. And I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. I want to move. So I did that and I've been here ever since. So, yeah. Nice. Trent, how about you? Man, let me tell you, my hopes and dreams started out as a football player. What? <laughs> yes. Uh, my, my dreams always started out with going to play football at the University of Georgia. That was it. That was all that was on my mind. <laughs> and um, unfortunately, injuries and uh, grades back in the day get me get me i'm not laughing at you i've just been in the same position before yeah like (laughs) great i was that guy in school um so i turned into uh film so i'm telling my age here i graduated in high school in 2008 we're close in age we're close in age i'm 06 i'm 06 yeah like so uh i um from from there like I, i found the love of film and doing short films and everything and then it's funny hop into 2013, going into Georgia State. Um, I was actually almost done, about to get ready to graduate. And my dramatic writing teacher, we had just wrote our final script. It was like 25 to 30 pages. My dramatic writing teacher's like, oh, well, you have one more assignment to do. I'm like, we have one more week of class. Like, what are you talking about? Like, Mm -hmm. leave me alone. Um, So I literally was walking in my house and I was like, you know what? This idea would be good. I had two ideas. Um, the first idea, I don't know if you guys remember this show on MTV, it was like RJ Berger or something like that. Like he was a super nerd, but like, he was like really, really cool and everything. Like, so I had the idea. Why does that ring a bell? I know it rings a bell, but I can't picture it. It was, it was, uh, I had an idea of what it would be like if you were a superstar athlete, but you were still treated as like a nerd and like bullied and stuff, but you're still the athlete. Like, so I had that comedic sketch idea and then I had this takeover idea um because back then I was doing extra work on the vampire diaries and the walking dead was my favorite show to watch and so I was like it's like a light bulb went off ding (laughs) (laughs) and and so my other uh creator Cameron Ringo which she's not here but she's dear to my heart love her she'll be at the premiere um, I went and pitched both ideas to her. She told me to throw the other one out the window and uh, like, let's get started on the takeover. So then through that progression, um, extra work, working on the takeover, then I got to doing PA work and everything. So, and then um, now I'm working on my directorial debut. Yes, sir. Um, th- Ooh, is, is your, like, it, is your background in comedy or anything? Cause like, do you do you, like do you before making something like this? Because like to have what you just kind of pitched there seemed like it could work really well as a comedy. Not that I can uh, help you get it made or anything, but I started, I started in comedy before I um like that's all I would do is like yeah sketches and everything. And um, some weird day, just that light bulb popped off, and I was like, oh my gosh, like I think this would be really really good. Mm-hmm. And uh, we took it from there, and we've been working with it ever since. No, there's a lot of great parallels with uh, comedy and horror. People who work in comedy who try to jump into horror, and I—I I, I mean, there's always like the good, like a good joke is the same setup as like a good scare, almost like the buildup and everything, and the punchline being either the scare or the laugh. So I always think there's—I always find it interesting how many people have come on this show and like who are horror directors, but they're hilarious. they always have some comedy like idea in their back pocket um sorry i cut you off sorry i was saying it's it's there i got a couple comedic sketches back there always cool yeah no cool cool i i and you mentioned you were uh you were an athlete you at one point wanted to be an athlete i when i was a kid i was obsessed with the movie rudy and uh i wanted to play for notre dame for and then that just completely wasn't feasible at all <laughs> well mary you um talk about the acting life for me in atlanta like because i've had a few atlanta actors on the show what's uh what's the grind like about six hours north of me i'm in oh, um, you know this is is very competitive here because i don't know everybody's moving here from la and you know what is a hot spot now so it's good it's tough but I mean, it makes you work hard. 
um, mm -hmm. harder. So that's good. We, but um, yeah, you know, COVID definitely screwed things up. Well, not screwed things up, but yeah, it's, it's taken a, took us a long time to get back into it. Um, but we're finally back in full speed premieres happening. So yeah, it's, it's good. You know, keeps you grinding. So <laughs> been doing a lot of uh, zoom auditions the past few years. Not surprisingly, not that many. I is mostly tapes. So usually I'll oh, like okay. tape yeah. it and send it out. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's how they do it now. They don't really do it in person, which stinks because like, that's how you get out your personality and stuff like that. So now it's just all through, you know, taping it and sending it off. But it's all it's convenient too. So, <laughs> were you a tape submission to Trent? Like, how did you two meet? Actually, before we get into the film, like, how did you two kind of did you connect through the film, or did you guys know each other prior? No, we did not know each other. How? Actually, we did it. Like, it was a. Um, I think it was like a submission on either one eight hundred casting or yeah, something like something. that. And uh, I watched a self audition tape. And I was like, I think she would be really good for this role. Like, it was something that I was like looking for. And uh, Mary saw it, presented herself. And, uh, you know, that day when she came to audition, she got there super early. And um, like, I was already impressed by that. Like, I was like, wow, to show up like on, like, I'm not even ready. <laughs> yeah. and um and then when she she just blew me away in the audition because I was like I think she would be wonderful for this role and I could actually see her growing in the role and you know giving me what I need to present to the audience so um I picked her it was one of the coolest auditions I've ever did too because most of the time you walk in you hand in the headshot you do what you like you stand up and you do your thing and then you leave but he had another actor get up with me and we just kind of like improvised and like went off of each other. We, and like, he was actually standing up with me versus just someone talking while they're sitting down. So it was fun. It, it was very different. So, yeah. So Trent, you have, you bring in actors to work together in a casting situation, even if you haven't cast anybody yet. This is a, do you use any like cool improv techniques or anything and put them on the fly or something? Like what, what do you, what's your approach in the casting process? I think we did. So like we, um, first thing I did was I did a, like a regular scene in the movie. Um, Mary, that scene probably wasn't even that long. Like it was probably half a page. I don't mm -hmm. remember what the exact um, scripts was, but once they did that, then I, um, I looked at that. Then I was like, well, improvise improvise on was it mary it wasn't improvise on the movie it was improvise on like a topic yeah like i think so like a topic that like we picked out and then they would go just kind of working off of that uh -huh. so like i would have them going and acting towards that just like no lines just i want to see how you're able to improvise which when shooting the movie came in handy a lot right mary yeah <laughs> <laughs> One of the coolest things I saw in in an audition was a director got and I like I I just like still aspire to do this. Um, directors got two people in the in the you know just they're gonna improv together and he takes a twenty dollar bill and he throws it on the ground and goes, "You pick it up, take it. You say that that's yours, and you guys fight about it." Oh, that's cool. And that I was cool. like, for some reason, I and I watched and, he, and then he just sat down and then like you know. These two actors, they, they go through the situation and they just let it escalate and escalate and escalate. Mm -hmm. And I remember just going like, that is a, I don't know why I just, I mean, there's other techniques out there, but I was like, that is such a cool thing. Like, I'm, I'm putting that in my back pocket. Right. Yeah. Mary, let's keep that for when we have to all do it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, before I, I we jump into the film, this is just something I like to ask to anybody and everybody who comes on the show. Um, kind of who your inspirations were creatively, you know, as a director, as someone who's in front of the camera. Uh, Mary, you go first. Or is there any, uh, is there any acting gods or goddesses for you? Uh, I like always, everybody always puts me on spot. And then, you know, Sorry. I can speak to people. And then five minutes later, I'll have someone. Um, 
I don't know. There's just so many. And I, I, I really like the actors that can switch roles very easily because for example, um, Jim Carrey, he's always the comedian guy, but he's done, you know, the eternal sunshine of the spotless mind, Mm -hmm. which is not necessarily comedian or comic. So I like that. And then the other one that I'm really impressed with now is who's the guy that's in the office? The Zansky? No, the main guy. Um, Steve Carell. She, um, Steve Carell. He did. He did the. He's done a lot of great drama lately. He has. He has. I wasn't always a fan because I'm like uh, I don't really care for his comedy stuff because I'm not. I know. Don't beat me up, but I'm not an Office fan, and so. I yeah, think I, it falls off too in the last two, three seasons. That's just my but opinion. I, I just never could get into it. But then when I saw him like do the morning show and then he just did great show something else. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like this is a different actor. So I have like all these great actors that are coming out that are showing us that they can do more than just one genre. I think it's very impressive. Was it that show, the new show he's got? Is that called The Patient? The Patient, yeah. yeah. I haven't seen it yet, but yeah, I heard about it. Yeah. That was a little bizarre. He yeah. was in uh, his first big like jumping off point into like drama was that movie Foxcatcher. Yep. Uh, yep. For sure. He was chilling in that. It basically, you know the true story about what happened, but it is, he is just, I don't know, the climax of that movie when he starts to go insane, I was like, oh, Michael Scott, damn. <laughs> 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 uh, Trent, what about you? Man, you know, I got to go. I like to see things blow up. So um, Michael Bay, for sure. Christopher Nolan, Spike Lee. Um, Goodness, there's so many different people. And then like several TV directors, uh, Seif Mann, Rachel Goldberg. Uh, Rachel Goldberg and Seif Mann actually worked on the TV show Raising Dion that I had the opportunity to, you know, watch and learn from uh, from them. And then uh, Shout out to another friend of mine, Sierra Glaude, who went from a PA to a director as well. So, which is uh, awesome. So, so those are some of the people that are inspirations to me as far as the directing world. A uh, little plug here. We have a three-hour episode of me and a friend of mine uh, geeking out over Michael Bay on this uh, show's feed. Uh, we literally go through his filmography, and I think we spend an hour of the three hours geeking out about The Rock with Sean Connery and Nick Cage. <laughs> Old school. Uh, I don't. I don't think you can get better than. I mean, I know he's like made Bad Boys. Well, he made Bad Boys before that, but uh, and like the Transformers movies, whatever your opinions are on those. But there's something about Sean Connery, Nick Cage, and Ed Harris in a movie together about a hijacking situation on Alcatraz that is pure 90s adrenaline action uh plus that that shower room scene with the marines versus the navy seals uh that's like one of the best well-written action scenes ever I'm film nerding out right now I'm sorry it happens on I don't know man I don't know man I think the whole shootout scene in heat is like oh it's like ridiculous have you read the new book that got put out no I haven't but you know it's crazy I actually talked to the weird weird story but i actually talked to the location manager for that movie and how they had to secure everything for that one scene like ridiculous yeah downtown la in the middle of the day yeah ridiculous and like those the sound design on that sorry mary we're geeking out (laughs) (laughs) still very important to this episode (laughs) oh the sound design on that scene where like that's just like straight up gunfire. Like, holy shit. They are, they are shooting at each other in the broad daylight. Al yeah. Pacino and Robert De Niro in downtown LA. That's such a great, the, the way he shoots Los Angeles too. Michael Mann is, yes. I, I love how he shoots LA. Um, anyway, uh, let's talk about how you shoot uh, the takeover. <laughs> I think, let's jump in or else we go really off the rails here. Uh, question for Trent for starters here, and you know, we'll, 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 we'll broaden our horizon with everything else, all the aspects of the movie as much as we can here. Uh, how did, how did this plot come to you? How did that elevator pitch that one sentence pitch you had for me come to you? 
Uh, literally, Vampire Diaries and Walking Dead, man. <laughs> literally, uh, I like when I tell you, like I was literally an avid. The funny thing is, I'm gonna say this real quick. I've watched all six seasons of of the Vampire Diaries, and then I just quit on the seventh season. I don't know why, just quit. The Walking Dead, I watched all the way up until that last. Well before it got off the rails. I haven't seen the last couple of seasons because it kind of like felt a little shaky. Yeah. But um, mixing those two in my life and then like Underworld, watching Underworld and then watching I Am Legend. And then I was like, you know what? Nobody has ever made a movie with the both of them in it. You always see vampires with werewolves. You always see zombies or different types of zombies or elevated different types of zombies, but you never see it and you never have that plot kind of going on where it's, and what I wanted to do with this film is, is I've seen so many films and so many TV shows where the hierarchy of vampires, they're always at the high. Mm -hmm. I wanted to kind of come in and show, okay, well, what would you do if their blood supply is low and they have to focus on survival and they are the targets so um that is how i came up with the uh entire idea and me and cameron just profounded on it and brought it out interesting that's a lot of cool uh stuff to kind of tangle together those are cool franchises i've never seen a frame of vampire diaries i have to add uh, but i know people speak so highly of it and i'm kind of in that world of the fans of the walking dead, but kind of jumped out of it probably the last five, six years. Um, no, that, that, that's, that's, that's a, it seems like you've built a really big world just based off the trailer. Like the, this isn't really a question, but just from what you sent me, like this film feels pretty big in scale for an independent film. Wouldn't you agree? I would say so. Yeah, All right. Definitely. I would say so. We um just to touch on it a little bit, uh, Mary. We probably had what maybe three to five people on our crew. Mm -hmm. Wow. Probably shot for what over six months on the the weekends. Yeah. Um. So you so guys were weekend warriors with this. Weekend <laughs> warriors. Uh, like oh, when yeah. I tell you, like the super low budget uh for the movie like we all just really just had to come together and put our heads together on how we would do certain things and stuff so um and i can't go anywhere without having people like mary out here you know bringing these characters to life and mary yeah. let's talk about your character okay because <laughs> <laughs> you you show up a lot in the trailer like what's uh what's 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 her story so I'm Maya and, or Maya is me, however you want to put it. Um, so I am on the vampire side. And so that's cool because, you know, it's funny because you guys were talking about Walking Dead and Vampire Diaries. <laughs> I was not one of those people. I didn't watch any of that. I tried to get into it. I couldn't. Um, but look where I ended up. And with vampires and you're one of those true blood fans, aren't you? <laughs> no, I'm nothing. <laughs> not that that's a bad thing, but like... I'm like a one tree hill and like gossip girl. Like I'm on the total other side. <laughs> but <laughs> it was it was so yeah. That. It was um so I so it, I ended up in this project and I'm like, okay, this is not something I would I would usually watch on TV, but it's fucking awesome and I'm so glad I did it because yeah there's just so much action in it too which I like that I didn't know I was going to be an action actor either so that was neat but yeah you know Maya got to kick some ass <laughs> in the movie but that goes back to your favorite kind of like actors and whatnot you like people that kind of pivot so you're that kind of you're kind of in that you're in that, that realm. Art reflects reality that. or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, what was your impressions when you got the script? It I, it was intense. I was like, okay, let's see. It either could go 
it could go really bad or really good because sometimes people give out these scripts and they have like high expectations, but like, you know, the cinematography sucks or something sucks. But every single time I would like get clips back, I'm like, this is really, really good. Like I was very, very impressed. Um, so yeah, I am super pumped to actually see it because one, like the script is bizarrely good. Like it's, it's really good. And it's nothing like, you know, like Trent was saying, it's not anything that we've seen before. And then Brian, who is our cinematographer, did an amazing job, like getting good angles and stuff like that. So props to him. It's very, very good. So yeah, I don't know. I, I was just a little, I was curious what it was going to be like when I started filming. And then just, I got, you know, we had um, a guy help me with stunts and I'm like, okay, this is cool. This is cool. And then we had like a lot of actors and I met so many friends on there. And I mean, like, I'm still like close with these actors and I don't know. It was just like a good vibe altogether. It was long days. It was over long or what you said, six months. Was that right? Well, yeah, because the, uh, the funny thing about it is, is I actually got called to go to new Orleans. That's right. The PA. So we had to stop for a month and then come back. So I think we shot like what, like two and a half months afterwards. Yeah. 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 We're still weekend warriors here. Weekend I mean, I thought we were done. And so (laughs) I chopped my hair off and (laughs) And I was like, Trent, are we done? And he's like, yes. And so I was like, all right, I'm getting a haircut. Like I went like short hair and then we had to refilm something. <laughs> so I had to get a wig. I mean, like, you know, commitment, right? <laughs> oh yeah. Like that, that's a funny story because me and uh, my cinematographer, Brian Moody, we didn't know how to put a wig on when uh we were like shooting so like we were like freaking out and just so happened his wife was there and she took care of it yeah it was really like it was just like whoo it looked so at the beginning it looked so bad it was just like it just like started it just it just was really really bad but she came in and she's like let's pull pull a little bit of hair here and it looked really natural but i mean like if she was not there Ooh, we would have been how like many, we would have been in trouble <laughs> how many times have you heard in the history of like behind the scenes like low budget independent filmmaking was there like a makeup issue or something that like somebody had their girlfriend or somebody had their wife on set for yeah. the day for some reason <laughs> and that woman stepped in and went let me try something and it's solved <laughs> like I That's feel like there's, there's a ton of situations where like, yeah, you know, there's a ton of people's girlfriends on set and they just became the makeup artist or something. Right. <laughs> or they have like something in their purse that they, we needed. Like, I mean, you know, it's like everything save the day. <laughs> I was, I was on a, I was directing something and uh, my AD just like his girlfriend was on the set and I wasn't like for, I didn't mind it, but like she started showing up every day and I was like, we're not paying her. What the fuck is she doing? <laughs> she kept she kept coming and like and finally like I was just like I gotta give her something to do. Like can we can we put her to work? And he's like, yeah, we can put her to work. And she became like a kick ass makeup artist like because of that shoot. And she still is actively like taking side gigs. So I was just like, hey, whatever. Yeah, right. I gave you your she career. Got a new job, little new hobby <laughs> now that she didn't know it. she was gonna get. <laughs> No, no, that's, that's that's how it goes sometimes. Mary, how did Trent kind of uh, pitch you the role in the movie? Or were you just like, did he just say, do you want the part? And <laughs> you said yes. Or did he just like hunker down and say, we're going to do, you know, just how'd that go? <laughs> Trent can answer so, that too. I, I don't care. I just thought I'd ask you. So I always kind of like knew well, he kind of, I can't even remember when I first saw it online before I came in, I, I feel like you, it was, I knew a little bit of the basics of like what was going to happen, but the more I came in and in the audition and stuff like that, you know, I learned more and more and I'm call you out for a second, Trent, oh, the shit. script changed quite a few different times. So we all kind of <laughs> had to adapt, but it was all the same. It, it was like the same story in a way. So I don't know. It was, 
it was just so different. We were all like, okay, let's do it. Let's do it. Like everybody just was like, okay, now we're this. Oh, this is my dad. Now this is, I don't know. It was just always changing, but in a good way. way. It's so many. So like, yeah, she, she got me on that one. So like we would have like the regular script then it would come out with the baby blue script, the red script, the yellow script, just to come out with the different script. So it would actually be some of her castmates that we couldn't somehow figure out scheduling or they couldn't do it or somebody would quit and I would have to pretty much go around and rewrite and do certain things to be able to adapt to what we had. Um, so, um, that's why they were getting so many different things. Or I would be told like, Hey, since we didn't have the budget to be able to do these types of things, you got to kind of like rewrite it to where we can do it. So that's why we got so many different versions of the script that we had to write during production. So imagine directing, looking at dailies, rewriting (laughs) and everything. So it was quite a lot. Yeah. Independent Mary. (laughs) oh and then let me tell you this let me tell you this so like originally mary has no idea and this is like new on here but i was always down for mary since like i already knew in my mind after i saw her audition she was the one so and i was in my mind i was like i'm going to pick her i already knew (laughs) so i had other people in the room that were like no we would think that this girl should be like the one and it was like well I was like, um, no, I'm the boss. So (laughs) she's getting the job, like point blank. So I was super, they fought me on it, but I was like, either you can be fired or that's it. And um, I called Mary with excitement. I think it was like the next day. And I was like, hey, like, I would really love for you to come on and and be Maya in the takeover. And um, We've had a big time friendship and everything ever since, but COVID did mess up some stuff too. So damn COVID. Yeah. Damn. That's 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 good. That's that's a cool little behind the scenes story and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Uh Trent, I got a question for you. Um subgenres like vampires and zombies. And this is just through internet banter, and it's it's not a personal opinion of mine. I've I love zombies, I love vampires, but there's always those people going like, eh, "That's such a tired subgenre." Walking Dead burned it out. I'm Twilight ruined vampires or something. What's your take on those uh, or addressing the haters or whatever you want to call? It, but what's your take on those subgenres of zombies and vampires? Actually, I think it's coming back. I honestly think it's coming back. I think it was a time where it was like really, really tired. And uh, a lot of people were kind of getting over it and everything like that. But if you if you look at um, a couple of the couple movies and stuff that have uh, come out, like I know Jamie Foxx has did a vampire movie on uh, Netflix. I had the editor on this show. Yeah, like (laughs) um, they um, I think they got uh, an interview with a vampire with uh, Anne Rice yeah. on uh, something that is coming out. So if you if you look at it, the, the vampire and zombie genre is really making its way back. And hopefully, fingers crossed, knock on wood, we could get the takeover up there as well. And uh, we can we can bring it out to the masses and and go from there. Like, I think it'll be a, a great, interesting story. And I feel like you're bringing it out at the perfect time because if you would have done this during like walking dead and vampire diaries it would just have been lost yeah, i feel like and so now it is it kind of quiet back down and i feel like it's still like it's coming up but it's still pretty quiet so i feel like this is a great time to introduce this so yeah, yeah agreed no th- th- i think there's just people who when it like the the zombie genre is always going to be these are all subgenres that I think are just always going to be reinvented. Someone just needs to kind of get the right thing to have it hit its stride and move it forward. I mean, you know, George Romero does night of the living dead 10 years later, he comes back with dawn of the dead and he's still trying to address these, have some commentary on society in the movie. And then 10 years later, he not 10 years exactly, but then he does day of the dead and, you know, he constantly kept on kind of reinventing that genre and whatnot. And there's, right. There's just 
I mean, you mentioned like interview with a vampire and whatnot. Like, I feel like every 10 years, there's always some sort of landmark thing in the subgenres of horror that can people always go, ah, it's over and done with. Well, it's not. Like, you know, like everybody's always going to go back and maybe give the original Bella Lugosi Dracula a rewatch because Mm -hmm. that movie is pushing a hundred years old. And I think a lot of those universal monster films still hold up to this date. I just think like we, we need that too, because if we just watch like dramas and like regular life, it gets kind of boring. It's dark. It gets depressing. You need something that is different out there for one, like your mind to think of it. I'm going to call up my husband because he's such a nerd. I love him, but he's a nerd, but he loves like Lord of the Rings. Yes. Get him on right now. Where is he? He, I think, and he always like talks very highly about that stuff because it's a different universe. The same way with like vampires and like zombies it's a different universe that people need just to give their, because you know, it's not real. It's not going to happen but um (laughs) i thought that was him knocking on the door and (laughs) (laughs) but yeah so it's just you know gives your mind a break to think of just something that's not gonna happen and it's entertaining so yeah yeah um this movie and you can correct me if i'm wrong but i mean like you got zombies and vampires in this thing but like this feels like apocalyptic horror too (laughs) and um like, are, are you guys, Trent, are you kind of into end of the world horror movie stuff or what's kind of your bag? The Marvel climatic universe. Okay. I am such a Marvel fan. It is like ridiculous. I'm also praying and hoping that DC gets their shit together <laughs> so we can get some good movies. <laughs> But I'm actually a fingers crossed for Black Adam. Like I know, right? October 21st. Uh, um, the only way that movie, well, quick, quick sidebar. The only way that movie gets saved is if they bring Henry Cavill back as Superman, and he has a, a, a cameo, and we I officially agree. know he's back. Um, but back to the, um, um, I think you know this. Um, I, I've always been a superhero fan, so. Um, and I've loved the subgenre of horror and everything, Underworld. Um, a show that people really don't watch on Netflix is Black Summer. Um, yes. Super good show. Oh like, my God. About zombies. Like, it is really good. So, that was uh, produced by The Asylum, which is known for like bad sci fi original movies. And I remember just seeing that. Sorry, I'll let you finish, but I just remember seeing like. <laughs> Um, watching that and going like the asylum production company, are, dude, they are like up in their game, dude. I, I dug it. I love that one. So it's man, I, I just, I think, uh, I think this genre is going to be huge and it's always good to just come up with something fresh and uh, to be able to put it out into the world. And uh, like I said, one thing I really, really wanted to do is, is uh, when I was in new Orleans, I saw how close the, the independent film community was in new orleans and when i came to atlanta like i just didn't get that feel like i kind of felt like everybody was out for himself like nobody yeah. really worked with Hollywood each other East. yeah and i wanted to just be that person to be like all right well i want to get a group of people together and we start one project we finish it then we go to our next project when we bring those out and we putting out separate projects to where we just bring the atlanta film community together um, and just, you know, constantly keep working. Agreed. Agreed. Um, well, let's, let's, uh, sorry. Um, let's talk about the premiere a little bit, a little bit more. Uh, what, what are some logistics maybe you two maybe want to hammer out and promote about, uh, this coming big screening? So Mary's the superstar of the takeover. Um, so people should know that. But uh, if people get the, the chance to listen to this uh, on Wednesday, know that we're going to theater eight. Um, a lot of questions that I've had, it's a premiere. So dress nice for a, a premiere um, and enjoy it, have fun. And let's just get ready to celebrate. I'm going to celebrate the cast and crew who 
made my vision come to life and I couldn't have done it without them. So um, I'm, it's them first and uh, you can worry about me down the line. Uh, they, can, hope, uh, they can introduce me last. I just hope when we get in the theater, like everybody's gonna be so proud of themselves that we'll clap at the end. We'll like in the middle of something, we'll go, woo! I don't know. I just want it to be like a joyful moment versus like us leaving like, oh yeah, that was a good movie. Like I want to celebrate this yeah. movie. Like, yeah. So and I think everybody will. You know, I'm excited. I heard a rumor. Tell me. A rumor <laughs> that there was a sequel in development. What? Oh, for your movie. Yeah, <laughs> like I heard. I heard. But you heard about it. Like <laughs> <laughs> the director heard about it. <laughs> All right, dude. That's <laughs> <laughs> the writer director. I figured I would uh, give you guys a little laugh there. No, that no, that, that that's all. <laughs> no, but seriously though, like we we really uh, we want everybody. Like I told you, it is a it's a big world. So this first movie, we wanted to tell a particular story, and um, you know, it's still more story to be told. Yeah. No, it it just off the trailer alone, it seems like you've created a vast, big scale kind of environment for the film, and I. Uh, you know, and I, I hope there is a sequel in development on your end. <laughs> um, All right, let me put a plan. There it is. We're working on it. All right. All right, cool. It. Cool. You got it. You got there. it. That's a, that's a Tyler Geis's basement exclusive here, folks. And there is a sequel <laughs> in development. But guess what, though? We're going to need some help. We're going to need some. We're going to need some help. All right. Uh, I'm six hours south of you, man. So just hit me up. I don't know. Uh, yeah, we're gonna need some. Uh, we're gonna need some, you know we're gonna need some help with crew. Um, you know, getting more funding and and you know getting some more actors and stuff on there and everything. So a lot of the actors, not a lot, but a bunch of them died. So we need some that in real life. life. No, 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 no. no. I mean, like, I'm so sorry. That was a dark dad joke. And I'm a, that was, you was like, you was like real life. I'm like. <laughs> No, no. So yeah, they're gonna be they're gonna be new characters coming in and uh, trying to save the day. All right. Well, cool guys. Um, well, let me just ask: after premiere wise, do you have any plans to? And if you can or can't say anything, I understand how non-disclosure agreements work. Uh, what's maybe next for the movie? Are trying to do a maybe a festival run, looking for distributors, and I don't know, all testing the waters with whatever's out there. All of the above. Okay. All of the above. Working on every angle we possibly can. All right. We'll leave it at that then. Uh, well, this is the part of the show. Uh, again, like I said, I understand how non-disclosure agreements work, but I like to give, and since I have two guests here, Mary and Trent. Uh, whoever wants to go first, if you have anything you maybe want to plug also that's coming down the pipeline, I know this episode was like one big plug for the takeover premiere and the film. Um, but if there's anything else, maybe you need to just kind of drop a little tease about, uh, the floor is yours. Obviously we know there's something in development with a sequel, but, um, anything else? I don't think anything that I can mention. Um, <laughs> I was about to be like, all right, Mary's not doing shit. All right. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I, I have gotten back into the dance world. So I will leave that as a little information. So yeah. no, I love it. I love it. Yeah. Trent. Oh man, uh, besides that active in development sequel that I'm working on, I'm actually setting up a superhero world as well. Um, my own uh, my own little universe uh, as far as that. So uh, I'm working on that. So just working on two different projects and uh, working on the uh, premiere. Cool. Good luck with those guys. Um, if anybody in the social media world would like to track you down, follow you, but keep it perfectly just on the internet and not in person, follow you. Uh, <laughs> that's a bad joke. <laughs> um, 
where can we find you on Instagram or Facebook or whatever? Um, so for me, you can find me on Instagram. It's M A R Y Y T A B O R R. Just my name, Mary Tabor, but just add an additional letter towards the end of each. So yeah, that's me. All right. Um, you guys can actually two pages on Instagram. You can actually follow the takeover Instagram page at the T H E underscore takeover underscore 22. Um, follow that page for more information and updates. And then uh, you can follow me on Instagram at T underscore W A D E nine one. I can't believe I almost forgot my Instagram handle. So don't <laughs> laugh at me. Um, and then uh, you can also find me on Facebook. My name is Trent Harris. Um, and um, you can add me. We can talk um, anytime and uh, kind of go from there. Cool. Cool, guys. Well, uh, congratulations on the film being finished. And congratulations on this, what seems like a big and even getting bigger uh, premiere. You guys got coming up in a few days. Uh, and thanks for giving me a great show here today. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks All right, guys. Um, good luck with everything. If you are in the Atlanta area, and obviously there's been a hundred more seats added on to the um, theater, we are to the experience, the theatrical experience of the takeover. Um, I will leave a link to the tickets in the show notes. I'll also leave a link to the trailer uh, if you guys want to check it out. And uh, you guys, being the listeners, they're going to be there. Mary and Trent, they got their schedule planned out already. Uh, maybe you can run into them. Say you heard them on Tyler Geist's basement, and uh, that would be really cool for me too. Um, I'm rambling. Go see the takeover uh, in Atlanta uh, this coming Saturday, and you guys know the. Wow, this is a long outro. <laughs> <laughs> um, you guys know the routine. Leave a rating, leave a review in the show notes for the podcast, so this does not go into the abyss because everybody started a podcast. See y'all next week. <laughs>